This is Carrie Gephardt, and you're listening to Five for Fruit, your five-minute fix for Reformed theology and practice. What we do here is go back, 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 back. Then God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the birds of the heavens, and over the livestock, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. Genesis chapter 1, verses 26 and 27. Welcome back to a new episode, a new year of Five for Fruit, a proud member of the Society of Reformed Podcasters. Today, we're going to be starting a new podcast series that I'm entitling Big Questions. The big questions that we have about life, the big questions we have about faith. And some of these are questions that we ask before we're Christians, and many of these are questions that we still ask as we are Christians. And today's question is, does life have a purpose? It's important that I read Genesis chapter 1 about being made in the image of God, because much of our purpose has to do with the origin of our creation. Famous atheist Professor Richard Dawkins once said about the world that we live in, the universe we observe has precisely the properties we should expect. If there is, at bottom, no design, no purpose, no evil, no good, nothing but blind, pitiless indifference. This, of course, is one way to answer the question, does life have a purpose? This, of course, stems from his godless worldview. If there is no God then what we have is exactly what he described, meaningless, purposeless. But if you read the first words of the Bible, Genesis 1-1, in the beginning, God, you have to ask yourself, if there's a creator, that means there's a reason for creation. And the reason that we have a purpose, the reason that life has a purpose, is that God created us in his image to worship him and to be with him forever. We are created in the image of God that we may glorify him and enjoy him forever. As Westminster Shorter Catechism question and answer one says, the chief end of man, or you could say the purpose of life is to glorify God and enjoy him forever. We see this in the first three chapters of the Bible, particularly when God puts Adam in the garden, he tells Adam that he is to work it and to keep it. He is to guard it and to maintain it, to cultivate the garden. Now, many people believe that work was given as a result of the curse, but that's not the case. What happened because of the curse is that our work became toil. Our work became difficult. Our work became struggling with thorns and struggling against the, the curse that has come upon this world. But work was given to Adam in the garden. And when Adam worked in the garden, cultivated the garden, it was an expression of worship because it was not tainted with sin. And one day we will enter into that perfect worship again in the new heavens and the new earth, which will include all kinds of work, all kinds of work that will be a perfect expression of worship. But more so than that, we were created for communion with God, fellowship with God. God gave this to Adam as a promise that if he were to pass the test and not eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, he would have been able to eat from the tree of life consummately and enter into that perfect fellowship with God. But because he did not pass the test, we were broken off from our fellowship with God. But all of this points us to 
Christ, who is to come, who did come as the image of the invisible God, the perfect imprint of God's nature, who in his life and ministry perfectly worshiped the Father, glorified the Father, who gave up his perfect and eternal fellowship with the Father and the Spirit to accomplish in his death, burial, and resurrection the eternal fellowship of all those who have faith in him. That is what Adam failed to do, Christ accomplished on our behalf, and this gives us purpose. The restoration of the image of God in Christ, the restoration of perfect worship that we will express to God in in the consummate kingdom, and the restoration of that perfect fellowship that we are desiring to have with God is all renewed, is all restored in Christ Jesus. Well, until next time, may you bear much fruit to the glory of God. Five for Fruit is a proud member of the Society of Reformed Podcasters. Check out more members of the Society at reformedpodcasts.com. Subscribe, rate, and review Five for Fruit on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. And visit the website fiveforfruit.com to listen to past episodes and to read articles. Until next time, this is Five for Fruit, your five-minute fix for Reformed theology and practice.